Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I was having to be like reactive that I was already at like hanging on by one thread, I was burnt out, and then I started taking care of myself. Hi guys, it's Divya and Ravisha here. Hi everyone, we're here for another episode. Um, Today we're going to be talking about wellness and mental health during busy summer season. Um, We're in June now and I feel like everyone's like summer has been kicked off now with like all these weddings and plans, vacations. So we're just going to talk about um, how to discuss like the summer busy time and like what to do for your mental health. Yeah, because this time can be so tiring and coordinating schedules, burning out, the pressure to say yes. And this is stuff that Ravisha and I talk about on our own, on our own conversations because we have crazy, crazy summer schedules. And we're sure that some of you can relate to some of these pressures that come with the summertime and how to balance your own well-being with wanting to kind of be part of the plans and FOMO and all that. So I'm excited to dive in. Yeah. Um, before we get into it... What are you drinking today, Divya, for your coffee of choice? Okay, so mine, I put I put a lot of effort actually into it this morning. So this this is special for this episode. But I have um, so I got this cold brew. I forgot it's like the the chameleon one. Do you know what bread I'm talking about? It's like a chameleon. Um, I don't know if um if off the top of my head I know the brand. Yeah, like it was literally a chameleon on on the packaging and I got it in um, vanilla and so I that was like the base of the coffee and so it was an iced coffee by the way and then I had put in my um I cannot think of what this thing is called I haven't drank it off my coffee <laughs> the um the frother so I put in the frother then oat milk and um a little bit of vanilla syrup and then I put in my vanilla MCG oil and then put that together so it was a lot of vanilla and then so the cold brew is on the bottom and then I topped it with the cold foam wow that sounds so yummy and you make that at home yeah it was and it's really good you might have to to break down the recipe for our listeners because like that sounds easy to make and stuff at home too yeah it was really not hard and it tastes so yummy I seriously think it tastes better than Starbucks so wow love it what about you well, I took the easy way out and I went to um, buy my coffee this morning. Um, so I live in Wicker Park in Chicago. And so um, in that area in general, there's just like a lot of good coffee places and stuff. So I loved walking over to a coffee place and just grabbing a coffee from there. Um, so the place I got the coffee from is called Fairgrounds. Um, I actually took Divya and Raj there oh, when they visited. Was that the place we went? Yeah. And so... I did just get my usual order, though. I got an iced uh, oat milk latte with one pump of vanilla, and it's really yummy. That sounds yummy. You got me onto, because um, me and Ravisha always get, like, vanilla in our coffee. 
selfies, but you got me into, remember, it was like three years ago, I think, when you said that you started putting um, hazelnut with your oat milk latte at Starbucks, and then I started doing that, and that's another, like, really good drink. I don't know why Starbucks doesn't have, like, hazelnut drinks that they feature. They always feature mocha drinks and vanilla drinks, but they don't really feature anything hazelnut. I know. I think hazelnut um, flavoring is sleeped on in coffee. I think it's like one of the best flavors you can get because sometimes vanilla can be a little overpowering, I feel like, in your coffee. But hazelnut is like a subtle taste that you can get. I really like it. Hazelnut is good. Maybe next week we can make a hazelnut drink. (laughs) Yeah. Ooh, that'll be fun if we can like find a good hazelnut uh, drink recipe. Mm Okay. So should we just dive in? <laughs> we'll dive into discussing busy summer schedules. And I feel like we both, well, I would say that you right now are the queen on this, that you are so busy. I would say I am also busy, but I don't feel like I am as busy as you are because you are full thrown into wedding season and you have so many friends who are getting married right now. So with weddings, you know, it's not just the wedding itself, itself, especially with Indian weddings. And then there's the bachelorette, the bridal shower. So like, what has your summer been like? Yeah, well, I feel like my summer kind of started more in May. I would say um, I had two weddings in May um, and they're both my best friends. So like both weddings, I had to take some time off, you know, attend the weddings. And then um, on top of that, be there for my friends and stuff. Um, And then I had a bachelorette last weekend, and then I have another bachelorette in a couple weekends. So, I like you said, I'm in full wedding season. Um, a lot of my close friends are getting married, so when you're a part of their wedding party and stuff like that, you know that comes with going to all these other events. And like, I love doing that, but I will say, like, it definitely has been a little hard, like maintaining. Um, this busy schedule and even for us I feel like you and I we are kind of having trouble finding time to even record right because like I'll have something going on or you'll have something going on and we really like to plan our episodes and take time to discuss like what we're going to talk about so yeah I really feel like the struggle is already real and summer has just begun yeah we're not even into full swing of summer and it just feels so tiring too and it's exciting right it's not only tiring I think it can be more than one thing but I think it's like balancing obligations with also just wanting to have fun like the weather is nice you want to go out you want to do things you want to hang out with people and it can be really hard to draw boundaries and set set time around I guess like um saying no but then also FOMO because that can be really difficult especially after this time with COVID yeah, do a lot. So now we're trying to pack in all these plans into one. Yeah, I feel like this is a summer after two years that people are actually really enjoying. I feel like even last year for summer, COVID was still around, people still weren't doing things as much. And even though we're kind of still in a pandemic, um, plans this year are just kind of happening. And like, we'll see how it goes type of thing. And so I do like weddings and stuff have been postponed to this year. And so everyone is going to like a wedding and because it was like a postponed COVID wedding and things like that. Um, How about you, Divya? Like how's your summer looking and like, what do you all have going on? I have weddings this summer, but really 
only one big family wedding that is in July. Um, and then I have another big wedding, but that's only in October. So I don't really have too many like weddings this summer, but I somehow just weekends get so booked with plans and meeting up with people and seeing family. A lot of them are family oriented plans. I think that definitely this summer is the first one where I'm feeling the pressure that comes with having like two families to manage if that makes sense like last yeah. year I got married and and like you were saying right like we still didn't do as many plans because we were not like we're not as cautious about COVID anymore but I think the world has just opened up to more of a capacity than it was last year so we just weren't doing as much and then now it's like balancing you know I have my own my my, my family of origin and then I have my in-laws and my husband's family and he has a really big family and like all of them live in New Jersey <laughs> So there's like always stuff that's going on. So I think with that, the summer busyness and also balancing it with friends. And I think already as adults, it can be really hard to even make time to talk to people and text people because we're all busy as it is and have jobs and all that. So I feel this pressure to say yes to people and want to hang out with my friends because I do want to see them. Right. But it's just also yeah. can be exhausting. Yeah. And I'll be completely honest here. I am right now struggling finding the balance between hanging out with my friends and my family. And again, if I'm being honest, like I feel like I'm kind of neglecting my family a little bit um, around this time, just because plans with my friends sound more fun. And then, you know, I already have like these trips planned, like the bachelorette trips and then the weddings. And I will say like, I've been kind of feeling a little bit guilty about like not spending as much time with my family, like not going home as often to the suburbs. And so I actually um, am taking some time like next weekend, I'm going to be home for four days. And since it's my mom's birthday and it's Father's Day weekend, I'm committing to like having a family weekend next week. And I'm really looking forward to it. But it's crazy. I really had to carve out that time and make sure that that happened because I was realizing that I wasn't really going home as much and spending that time with my family. And like you said, like you have two families, two different families now to manage and your friends. Like I can't even imagine like how exhausting and like how hard it is to balance all that out. Yeah. It's kind of when you were saying that with how we have to carve out time to see our families, it was, it was just making me think of, isn't it crazy to think about how, before we would be always with our families like as children and when we were growing up and we just wanted so desperately to hang out with our friends and not be sitting home with our families and then as you dive into adulthood and have your own obligations and responsibilities it's it's like a flip like you are always with your either your friends or your co-workers or other people and you have to carve out this time for family it's almost like we didn't when we were younger know how that wouldn't be like forever yeah and even as a kid like you always wanted to be on the go, like you always wanted to have plans. And I feel like now as an adult, it's completely switched. Like I'm looking forward to weekends where I don't have much going on at all and it's more chill and we can just like hang out. And it's really funny because like I tell Divya this all the time, but I'm always like, I'm so tired all the time. Like I just want to relax. I just want to sleep in and it's so funny because as a kid, like, that's not what you want. Like, you always want to be on the go and have things to do. Mm -hmm. 
we like would be forcing ourselves to do things. Like if it was Friday and we did we weren't doing anything, we would be texting each other like, "We need to find something to do. Do you want to like go to McDonald's?" Like, we oh my would gosh, yeah. Big plans so desperately, and now if it's a Friday and I have nothing to do, I'm like, "This is amazing." I'm going to sleep at 8.30 p.m. And this just sounds like a dream. I know. I miss the days when, like, we used to randomly just go to Target because we were bored and, like, spend so much time there. Like, I haven't been to Target in forever. I know. And to leisurely shop. Like, I don't know the last time we, we can, we've done that. I don't even know. Every time I go shopping now, it's for buying something. And it's, like, we would go shopping and just enjoy each other's company and walk around the aisles and do it for like hours and now I'm like so in and out of stores everything has like an agenda yeah and I'm sure you all can relate in the same way too like you are constantly scheduling everything constantly like timing out your days to make sure you can get all the things that you want done um but we also like kind of want to talk about like the over scheduling of yourself and like burning out and like kind of like how to manage that how we have been managing it um just so we can talk about like how it is hard and you know, it's not easy to do like all these things that we have planned. Yeah. And I think especially with these life transitions that we, I know we talk on and like touch on a lot on these, it's our hope to touch on a lot of that in this podcast is that busyness comes up more during those. And it's like, we're so excited that we might be having life transitions. Our friends might be, but you know, it also comes with being really busy. And these life transitions can also have an emotional toll. Like it's not, you know, going like having a wedding, it's not just oh fun with backdrop parties and the bridal showers. But we're also like supporting our friends while they're going through this really big life transition. And, you know, there can be drama that comes from the weddings, understanding in law dynamics, like, it's not just only fun and busyness, there's other stuff that I feel can get really heavy. Yeah, so I think we can talk about two different perspectives here. Because on one side, like you got married last year. And so you were like the bride and like you were planning the wedding and like you had a lot of burnout with that. And then I'm kind of on the other side still where I'm attending these weddings, like being there for my best friends and stuff. So why don't we just start with like, how did you handle maybe that stress of like getting married in the summer and then kind of like how did you, how did your relationships, um, like how were your relationships during that time and stuff? It was like very hard for my relationships at that time. I had like core people in my life, like you, right. And a lot of other really great friends who I, I definitely wasn't able to really like show up in the way that I do like to show up for people as a friend. And that was really hard for me. Um, there's just so much busyness at that time of coordinating vendors and scheduling. And then also with all the concerns with COVID. And um, I was still working in a job that was like relatively new for me. And um, then managing, you know, my family and Raj's family. And also on top of that, we got a new dog. So <laughs> you know really just keeping ourselves busy but it was a lot and I was feeling so burnt out I was feeling so exhausted I mean my mental health I feel was just I mean and you saw it too like it was just like dwindling I was just really hanging on by a freaking thread at a lot of the times and it's just really hard to show up for other people I mean it was so hard for me to show up for myself too and I think when you're not showing up for yourself it's really hard to enjoy things because if you're feeling burnt out and drained, you're really not like enjoying things around you as much as 
you can. So, I mean, I started to do things more for myself. Like I started to go to therapy more, try to have more time for myself, be more intentional. And I gave myself that permission that until May, I, I'm going to maybe not be the best kind of friend that I have been to people. And that I'm just going to need to just take a step back. That was really hard for me to do. So I guess like setting realistic expectations, but it's really draining, like so, so draining. And you, I mean, taking those steps helped me, but it still was really exhausting. Like, I think it was definitely a lower point for me. And like, I think it was also hard for you to recognize that like in the moment too, that you needed to take a step back. You needed to put yourself first before you could be there for others. And that's very hard to realize like in the moment, especially when you have all these other things going on. And I think it's really easy to forget when you are so busy that sometimes you have to like take a moment, pause, and really just kind of like take a couple deep breaths to really realize like where your mental head, like where you are mentally, because like it, it does affect like all aspects of life. And for me, like being on the other side, like, I could tell like you were so exhausted and you were busy and you were kind of just hanging on by a thread. And so for me, like, that's how I knew like I needed to just show up for you a little bit more. And that's kind of what I'm doing. I hope for my friends right now, that are getting married, like giving them the space, like letting them like take their own time with things, but then like also like just checking in on them, you know, making sure that they're doing okay. Like it's not easy planning a wedding. Um, especially an Indian wedding. So it's really hard. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the, the busyness definitely goes times 100 when you're planning an Indian wedding. <laughs> there are just like so many dynamics. Um, but even for you with the busyness, like how do you manage your own busyness and then also the busyness of those around you? Because I think that's so amazing that you are very much there for your friends and I've seen that like you'd be a, really a rock for a lot of people but I mean I imagine that that comes inevitably with putting your own needs at times on the back burner so then like where do you end up finding time for yourself with both the busyness and also kind of the caretaking for others I think I'm still kind of working on that because I don't think I realized um like really and up until this year that if I do want to be a good friend for others, I need to kind of make sure I take some time for myself. And honestly, taking time for myself, like looks is like comes in different ways. Like if it's like going on a walk by myself or even like going to work out at Orange Theory, like it can be like small amount of time I can just give my give myself and then I'm feeling great after. Um, even like talking to you on the phone for a little bit helps or like, you know, just kind of sitting down, watching a TV show, catching up on a TV show, those little things, like, sometimes, like, you forget to do for yourself because you're like, oh, it's so minor, I don't need to do it. But I think those are actually more important to keep doing because then it, like, if you consistently do, like, these small things, then it kind of helps you just kind of, like, turn off your mind for a little bit um, and be there for you, like, yourself. Um, but like I said, like kind of still working on that. I do think if anyone has any advice on that, I would love to hear it because yeah, like going from a wedding one weekend to a bachelorette the next weekend, there's only like certain days in between that I really have to like kind of come down and like 
really and think also about you're it. doing your job during <laughs> I know yeah so if you think about it, it's like very limited time I'm giving myself and I'm not saying like oh everyone can do it like they can do the back-to-back weekends because like sometimes you have to say no to these things which I want to like really recognize that that's okay to do for yourself but the only reason I feel like I can do it is because I'm recognizing that like during these few days I have in between events, I need to take care of myself during this time. And like, sometimes I will be like MIA for a little bit in terms of like group chats and like responding to things because I just need a minute for myself. Yeah. And like recognizing that is so important. I think to even be able to do this back to back stuff. Right. And even just like survive the busyness. I like what you say with the intentionality though, about even things like, Oh, going to an orange theory class or something for you that it doesn't have to be this like grand gesture you do, because I think that's why sometimes people are so like turned off to self care Mm -hmm. and say like, Oh, I don't have time for it because they think it has to be, Oh, let me schedule an entire weekend to do all this stuff for myself. Yeah. You feel rejuvenated just doing some of these simple things. Yeah. And like, doing things for yourself looks very different for each person. So like this might sound weird, but like cleaning and organizing is something that I love doing for myself, but it might not be the same thing for someone else. Like that might be like more of a a task for them to get done. But for me, it relaxes me and makes me like clear my mind. And so I will sometimes just like start cleaning or organizing something. And that helps me so much to kind of like unwind and, like yeah like I said it's not for everyone so it's like you have to find those little things that like bring you some calmness and like helps you open up your mind it's important I think to really do that because some things are just inevitable right like especially when we're getting older and transitioning to all these new stages of life like people will get married people will get new jobs people will have exciting things happening people have kids and so it's like all of these celebrations and I and it's definitely a life skill to be able to do that. But that's definitely not something that we are talked about or told, like taught how to, you know, find things that rejuvenate us because it needs to be done because we can't, there's just some things you just can't get out of, right? That's not going to stop like all these events happening. So we have to be able to cope. Yeah. And what I kind of recommend as I've kind of dealt with it is these events that come up like someone's birthday, someone's wedding, like you know, someone's bachelorette, like those events are going to come up kind of const like consistently during this time of our lives. Like we're in our mid to late twenties, you know, every friend has something big going on in their life. And so it's never, you can't just be like, oh yeah, like next month there'll be less of that. Or like next year, I won't even have that many weddings. Like, I just don't think like that's the way to look at things. But if you can recognize like, oh yeah, I have a lot going on, maybe in these couple months let me make sure I kind of find some time for myself or like make sure I'm not neglecting myself during this time yeah otherwise it's like we can just lose ourselves so quick and maybe even to be like um proactive about it and not reactive because like for example the whole wedding thing for me I feel like I was running on just like literally adrenaline for so long that it got to the point that I was having to be like reactive that I was already at 
like hanging on by one thread, I was burnt out. And then I started taking care of myself. But this other approach that we can do and just like continue doing is to just be proactive about it, because it's not like, it's going to go away. And sometimes we have this wishful thinking of maybe in the future, it'll go away. But then that just keeps us stuck, because then it doesn't go away. And we still don't know how to cope. Yeah, because then you're just anticipating for everything to end. Mm-hmm. You're just waiting for like, you're just like, oh, I just need to get through one more weekend or just need to get through one more thing and then everything will be okay. Like, to be honest, like, no, that's not really what happens. Like, things just don't go away. Like, you have to kind of deal with what's going on within yourself to really um, find that, like, calmness. Yeah. And when you're also waiting for things to go away, that kind of takes away from being in the moment. Like, we might even be getting excited about these things in in the present because Mm -hmm. it it is exciting stuff right all this is fun it's exciting but it doesn't mean that we have to be overextending ourselves but I guess this over scheduling is something that comes up with when you have a lot of events but some of it is also societal like you know like with hustle culture and feeling like you always need to overextend yourself how do you think that like when we reflect on just the idea of hustle culture and how it comes into these life transitions and with scheduling, how do you think that your relationship with it has grown as you've gotten older? Um, To be honest, I don't think it's grown. Like, I think it's, I think it's something that's still in progress for me because like, yeah, like I do always feel like I need to be doing a hundred things. Like I always need to be on the go and there's almost like, it's almost like you can never have a free day. Like there's always something you can be doing. And I think that's what I'm working on is to realize that like, I don't have to be doing that. And I think social media is like one of those things that makes you think that you need to be constantly like hustling and doing things. And so, yeah, I, I won't say like I have great advice on that because I kind of kind of been working on that myself. But how about you, Divya? Like, what do you, do you have any advice with that? Yeah. Well, I will say what I think, but I also want to say with you that you, you, you are growing with it because you're recognizing it and you're saying that you want to take steps forward. So yeah, pause that, okay, you are doing that. And I'm only saying that now I'm calling Rubisha on that because I feel like sometimes, you know, we can undersell ourselves that like, oh, we haven't done the work or we're not thinking enough about it, but you are so reflective about this stuff and you're just giving already so much of your own vulnerability and advice. So you clearly have grown on it because there's a lot of people that just hustle and they don't know why they're tired all the time and you are recognizing it. So step one. That is true. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, yeah, but exactly what you said, I feel too. Um, also like I've been trying to, before I say yes to things, think about why I'm saying yes. And if it's more because I feel pressured to say yes, and I like really don't want to, then I've been trying to set more boundaries with it. And when I say boundaries, it doesn't always mean that I'm just saying like, fully no, because sometimes it's really hard for me to just like be like, no, I'm not coming, but maybe being like, oh, I can't come for the whole time, or I can come for an hour, like setting limits with that. So I've been trying to be a little more, I guess, like self reflective, before I say yes to things because I think that there can be a lot of pressure you can get excited to the moment you know when people bring up plants and you're like oh my gosh yeah that sounds so fun and then you don't even know why you said yes yeah I think um sometimes like this kind of goes back to like setting boundaries with people or like 
in general, like know what your mental capacity is to like say yes to these plans and know if you can handle it or not. I know that sometimes it's really hard to say no to someone if they ask you to do something, but like saying no is not bad when you're doing it for yourself. And if you also phrase it in a way where like, you're like, Hey, um, maybe this weekend is like not good for me to like go grab dinner or go do this thing. But I would love to like, maybe in a couple weeks, like plan something else that in a way is like not hurting that person's feelings that you're saying no, but like you're first recognizing that like you can't make it work. Maybe like it would be over scheduling yourself or like you kind of just need a, an evening to yourself. And then too, like, you're still going to like try to make the plans work, but more in the future when you have maybe a little bit more time to do so. Like, I think that's where like for a while, like I was having a hard time, like with like over scheduling because I'd say try to say yes to everything and then I realized like I can't be at two places at once or like I can't try to manage to go to one thing and then try to go to another like it's almost really hard to do that and so I think it's really important to try to recognize that over don't try to over schedule yourself and then try to set a boundary of like what you can manage and what you can't manage you know like weekends it sucks so kind of they're only two days And, you know, you're working like five days a week usually. And then if you're trying to plan to have plans like every evening, like that's also hard too, because then like, when do you get a break? Yeah. And it's not like you're being dismissive either when you say something like I can't do this weekend, but what about in a few weeks? And I think that also like models that you all can do it to each other. I have my, um, really good group of friends in New York who we all went to grad school together. So we were all in the clinical and counseling department at Columbia and like did our master's for mental health counseling. And they actually, and it's funny because obviously we're a group of therapists. So we like talk about mental health and set boundaries, but we are very transparent when one of us is feeling like exhausted mentally, emotionally, can't come to plans and we're transparent with each other. And I I started to realize that as I noticed that my friends were doing that in that group, and I'm starting to do that in my other friend groups too, I've been modeling that more. So I think also when we do that, it kind of gives our friends permission to do that for themselves because everybody wants to do that, but they're too scared or they don't know if that's the norm. So I think it's also really powerful to do that and set those kind of guides for people around you and let them know that that that's actually okay to do. Because when they started doing that, then I feel way more comfortable doing that too. And I've started doing that in other groups too. So I found that to be really important. So it could kind of be like a domino effect too. Yeah, and I'm really glad that you kind of spoke about that because like I um would I would never say that to maybe a friend being like, oh, I'm like mentally exhausted, like I can't make it to this thing. But I'm because I think you've been telling me more about that. I've been trying to also kind of incorporate that a little bit too. Or like I'll go for a little bit to maybe some plans to be like, you know, I'm gonna make sure like I head home early. Um, because I need to make sure I get some sleep tonight or something like that. And like sometimes you just have to start small with that to kind of help you. Cause like, you know, you won't believe it, but like make, coming home early from plans, like even maybe an hour earlier, that's an hour of time. Like you're then giving yourself mm-hmm. and think about how much that time means, you know, to you and what it can do for you. And I know like FOMO is a thing and like, you don't want to miss out on things with friends, I've also realized what FOMO really causes you to feel is like 
not being there with their friends or like, you know, have like thinking that like you need to be there for all these events and stuff. But like at the end of the day, like if you're honest with your friends and why you need to leave something early or why you can't make it, like if they're your true real friends, they, they'll understand. Yeah. And they'll want what's best for your well-being and they can be upset about it, right? Like I think that I used to be like, oh my gosh, I don't want to upset someone. Yeah. But they're valid to their feelings, right? If I cancel plans, like they're valid to feel upset, but it's like, what will they do in response? And their response to being upset, will they like, will they cut you off? Will they not want to talk to you as much? Will they punish you? Or will they be like, I'm a, like, you know, have their own feelings, but manage it and then still be kind to you. Like just because someone's upset doesn't mean that they have to lash out, lash out on you. Yeah, like that friend has a right to be upset but then you have a discussion about it or like mm-hmm. you kind of give it some time and like then talk it out and ultimately if they're a true friend like they'll understand yeah yeah I think it's so hard to we're in this unique time with this with the pandemic too because a lot of people and I know this is like a fully another discussion so we can just like touch on it slightly but when it comes to having self-compassion for our friends where a lot of us are over scheduled right we're like existing within this this hustle culture and and exhausted but then also I just think the last two years most people's mental health has not been the best like mm-hmm. it's been a really really tough time the last two years so we're all kind of like showing up as like half versions of ourselves and trying to function and doing way more things so it's like we're not at our full capacities yet we need to be functioning like five times our capacity because there are so many plans yeah, like we're trying to basically do things that we used to do like pre-pandemic and I noticed it took a toll on my body. Like I started noticing how like tired I get bef- than before and, you know, you have to recognize these things to help yourself out. Yeah. And also I think just like exactly with what we've been talking about, the social tolerance, like how you said that every weekend, you know, some people might not be able to do that. Like Ravisha is able to do that because then during the week, she's pretty intentional about how she recuperates. But I mean, you've seen me when I have weekend plans of two weekends of traveling. Like I am like knocked out during the week. I just, the weekend, especially like air traveling two weekends in a row, it really tires me out. Mm-hmm. So I think you definitely try not to compare yourself to other people because it can be really hard for me that I sometimes am like, oh, I see on Instagram or, you know, on other social media is that some people are traveling all the time. And like, I physically can't do that. I think I get really, really burnt out the back-to-back travel. So just like focusing on, on yourself too. It can be really hard to look at other people, yeah. but we're all different. I know. I'm like, a lot of people do like a lot of my friends in different groups are like, how do you do it all? Like, how are you doing back-to-back weekends? And my answer to that is I'm able to do it because I'm mentally preparing myself for it. You know, um, I know that like I have friends in different groups getting married and they have their, I have to be at these events. So like, I'm like Divya said, I'm taking intentional time, like during the week, maybe to like really recuperate, like get it together. And like, I'm not saying everyone can do that. Like, I know it's hard. And if I really felt like I couldn't do it, like I would be saying no way more, but I know that I can and I'm feeling okay about it. Like last week when I got, I got back on a Sunday night and then I had to have like a full normal week of going to work and all those stuff. My workout kind of got neglected in that week because I needed more time for my body to just kind of like relax. And 
at first I was kind of upset. Like I was like, I wish I would be able to make my workouts and all that. But then I was like, you know what? It's okay. Cause I'm listening to my body and my body's tired. And so what did I do? Instead of going to my workouts, I took a lot of naps mm-hmm. and those naps made me feel good. And I, give myself 30 minutes to an hour to nap. And then I got to do the things I needed to do that evening or like whatever I wanted to do. And that felt nice as well. Yeah. yeah and that's also kind of setting boundaries too, with your energy. Through the week, yeah. Not like overextending yourself through the week and setting boundaries on what you're going to do and what you're not. Mm-hmm. I have a topic to question, like, I guess a question to ask you about with boundaries and what kind of boundary that we don't speak about enough, and that's financial boundaries. And mm-hmm. th- that can be really hard with summer plans or extending. I mean, at times I feel over the summer, I see my bank account like dwindling, yeah. because, especially where we live, right? We both live in big cities. N- barely anything is free. So if you have plans, you're likely spending money. And so what about boundaries with that? Because none of this is cheap don't have much advice on that because I don't think I have a financial boundary when it comes to social plans. And um, that is something I know that I need to work on. Yeah. And the reason I ask that is because I think a lot of people don't. And like, that's something that seems like a common theme that comes up. I'm not saying like, I have that (laughs) as figuring it out. But it's interesting, because I think that most people don't have those kind of boundaries, especially like millennials and, you know, young adults when we're in these transitional phases, because we want to be involved. We want to be able to support those around us, but it can also be expensive. And I like Ruby just sent me this TikTok last week that was so funny. It was like kind of the internal thoughts of what people are thinking on a bachelorette party. And what was it? It was like it was like everyone's like paying at a dinner or something, and like internally thinking about, oh, my bank account's like not going to be okay <laughs> from this weekend or something like that. And it's funny because, like, I literally would come back from, like, a bachelorette trip or something and tell Divya and be like, yep, I'm broke. Like, I don't know how I'm going to have to do this again in a couple weeks. And I'm just being transparent with you guys. Like, it is a lot of money to do these things. And it's, like, you really have to think about, like, your spending habits and, like, what you can and cannot, like, spend things on. And, like, I think, like, I really wasn't aware, like, going into maybe the summer of, like, bachelorette parties and stuff of, like, financially like where I what I need to think about more and so like I just want to be honest and be like I think it's something that we do need to talk about more and okay you need to talk about your financial boundaries and like I think it can be so taboo sometimes too to discuss money with friends or like discuss like how much you're like you would want to spend on things I literally brought it up because I mean even in my clinical work I work a lot with like young adults and this is something that comes up all the time and that I also like on a core relate to because it's like we don't talk about it with our friendships we usually don't ask like hey is this okay we kind of assume that everyone can pay the same thing when that's not the case and I've been trying to do that more in my friendships and asking when it comes to finances like what works like do you want to go get dinner do you want to get coffee like trying to make options for people so that they can choose right and like they don't feel this pressure because I've realized that, you know, we really don't talk about that. And I'm glad that we're bringing this up on the podcast. And I mean, I wonder, I like your idea too, of like maybe asking people even with parties and big things like this of like, what can we, what can you do? Because we don't really like consider one other people's finances. Like we kind of assume we're 
on the same financial page when after we graduate college, some people are making like over six figures, right? And some people are like struggling to make 50K. So it's like, we just can't do the same thing. Yeah. And I mean, I know that we're all like adults and like, you know, we're at that point in our lives where like we should be able to pay for like all these things and stuff. But like, you know, Susan, maybe this is only her one bachelorette for the season. So she's fine with like putting whatever money down. But like maybe for like Lisa, this is her fourth bachelorette of the season. So she's like a little more reserved on that. So like, like I said, like there's so many different kind of examples of people like, like the how they're spending their money for the summer and like, you know, those kinds of things. So like, I do think it's like kind of like a start of a discussion that we're having with that. But like, if people have advice on like how they manage that or, you know, how they've kind of done that in the past, like we would love to hear that. Yeah. One thing that we did, um, my friend group a few months ago was we all wanted to hang out, but we have been transparent with people just being like, I really cannot afford to do some things right now. And I'm really glad that like I said, a lot, like in my friend groups, we're trying to have more of these conversations about financial boundaries, just to be like transparent with each other. But like, for example, we were all going to go out to brunch. Um, and, you know, usually going out to brunch, it can, especially in New York City, it can be like $50, $60 a person. And then we had thought to do an at-home brunch. And I had just gone to Costco and then got a ton of food and, you know, had gotten some stuff for mimosas. And it ended up being $19 a person. And it was technically our own like bottomless brunch. But at home and so I think even thinking of new creative ways and stepping out of what we think is the normal like box to do things can be helpful with weddings um even big events just like just so we can still continue to spend time with friends but it doesn't feel this pressure that we need to spend money because I think busyness equals expensive in our culture and I wonder if there's ways we can kind of shift that yeah and I actually love that idea because like you know, then also everyone came, right? Because then, you know, once you discuss like how much it would be per person and it won't be like super expensive versus like going out to a brunch, like everyone got to come and like basically still do the same thing. So like, it's good to like brainstorm like different ideas like that instead of like going to a bottomless brunch, like that would be like maybe 60 bucks a person or even more, you know? Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of nice to be able to definitely have that. So I, I think setting boundaries and especially maybe financial ones, because that seems like the biggest thing that people struggle with. We struggle with our energy when we're overbooked, but we also struggle with financial boundaries because we're just like, I'm overbooked, I'm burnt out, and my bank account is dwindling. So it's just like being hit on all of these ends. So maybe we can start in our own like lives to make efforts talking about that with people. And I mean, even if one of our listeners has starts to maybe open that conversation with a friend or their friend groups, I think that would be like really cool. Yeah. Um, and like kind of to kind of wrap up like from all that we kind of discussed because I think we were talking a lot about this um, again like I think like the number one thing is like everyone wants to have fun in summer and like wants to have all these plans but like just think about like over scheduling and burnout and like what you can do for yourself and setting those boundaries and thinking about what is your intentional practice you can do like how Ravisha was saying during the week she's super intentional yeah so, and then not comparing yourself that's a really hard one I know that's a hard one and like we all have Instagram these days and we're looking at those stories about like who's doing what but maybe sometimes you need to delete the app from your phone for like a weekend or something when you're like taking some time for yourself okay yeah yeah I honestly am glad we talked about all this this is these are reminders that I definitely need like going here 
<laughs> Look, we talk about this pretty often, but this is a reminder because this stuff is just like, we don't talk about it. Like we don't talk about the busyness of the summer and how it can take a toll on our well-being. So I'm really glad that we touched on this topic. And I hope that for each of our listeners, you can maybe even do one thing this week to take care of your well-being, whether that be setting boundaries around your time, around your finances, being intentional with some of your wellness practices, but even doing one thing can make really big differences. Yeah. Let us know what you do or if like, you know, this episode resonated with you. Um, we would love to hear your feedback as well. Um, if you haven't subscribed, can you subscribe on our podcast? I know that's like, I download or subscribe my podcast. What is it called on podcast? Is it subscribe? I think it is. Like I know on Spotify um, and maybe like Apple, like you either like follow the podcast or subscribe yes. to it. So it's okay. one of those. Okay. Um, but if you haven't already done so, make sure you do that. And you know, um, here to give us a rating as well. Um, we love to hear feedback. You know, this is our first time doing this. So any kind of feedback is great for us. Um, and then if you haven't l- listened to our other episodes, make sure you do that. I think um, there'll be an immigrant guilt one, getting to know us and long distance friendships. And if you haven't already, follow us on Instagram and you can send us DMs of what you want to see on the podcast. We really want to make this podcast on topics that you all are interested in. And so follow us at Conversations Brewing. That's our Instagram. And you can send us a DM if you're interested in any certain topics. Then on top of that, follow me and Ravisha on Instagram to just continue to learn more about us and podcasts behind the scenes. I'm on Instagram at Mind Matters with Div, and Ravisha's on Instagram at Raids of Ravisha. And you can find us also at the link in our Conversations Brewing Instagram bio. Great. Um, well, can't wait to have you guys sit down with us next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.